0: In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So today we remember the fathers, the six hundred thirty fathers of the Fourth Ecumenical Council. I'd like to uh, use the verses that the Church has designed to celebrate them as the topic of the homily. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So in reference to these great holy fathers of the fourth council, uh, affirm that Christ is fully God and fully man, not compromising the truth, for the truth, as the Lord says to us, will set you free. And through that truth, you will be free indeed. Christ being that truth and understanding Christ. uh as who he is, not some aberration of that, not some uh, way he's described uh, apart from that, is what we're, where we find the truth and where we find our freedom. And for all the fathers and mothers who have maintained the fullness of this truth in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church for us today. So we're sitting on their foundation. So this is why we're grateful today, is because that foundation set in the 5th century is the foundation we live on now. So thanks be to God for them. So, to be a light. Let your light so shine before men. What does it mean to be a light? Well, as soon as you make the declaration that I want to be a light and I should be a light, you're making a declaration of war. Because there's an enemy. I'll read, I'm going to read a little bit from St. John of Kronstadt, um Years and years ago, when I first became a priest, I started reading these councils of St. John. Um, they're very, very beautiful, um, and you'll see why. But they really lifted my spirit in many ways. Um, so I'll read some excerpts from him as we go through this. So we're making a, declaring a spiritual war because darkness hates the light. St. John says this, when we look at people. A man is sometimes too irritable and too evil to be so of his own accord. He becomes so through the most zealous endeavors of the devil. (laughs) He can't be that bad. Something else is going on here. Right? So we've got to pass over this. Something is happening here that's not of him. Right? Not of her. It's of the evil one. So we, kind of, we, push, we have to push into that state. And St. Peter says to us, be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. We have that enemy out there, and we need to be very, very careful and um, aware that that's, that's, that's in our, kind of our life. We have this enemy that wants to attack us. You know, it's interesting, this week we're at the peril of the the wheat and the tares, and when the wheat is planted and the evil one comes and throws, throws the weeds, the tares, into the wheat, you know when it happened? While men slept. While men slept. While you sleep. While you aren't vigilant. While you aren't keeping watch over your soul. This is when the temptations become most great. So be vigilant, beloved. Be vigilant in this. It's very important. Know your weaknesses. Know where the temptations come. You know, uh, okay, say so you come home. It's a hard day, and it's been really difficult for you, and uh, you're a little bit down, and so you walk past the refrigerator. And you open the door, and you take out a half a gallon of ice cream, and you eat it. Well, be know your weaknesses. When you're feeling that way, don't go by the refrigerator. I speak from experience. Don't go by the refrigerator. Take a walk. Read the scriptures. Call a friend. Know where you fall. Know where your weaknesses are and find ways to avoid them. Find ways to to miss them. So this is such an important piece of our life, beloved, because God will be your helper. But you need to know where you fall and where those weaknesses are, where you put yourself in the framework so the devil can attack you. You don't need to go there. You know those places and you need to find ways to avoid them. So that's first for us. So to love God, to be a light, we need to love God and love our neighbor and keep his commandments. So to love God, I'm going to read a little bit again from St. John. Um, He was a great uh, priest at the turn of the, uh, into the 20th century in uh, Kronstadt. He was uh, exiled to Kronstadt because he was too holy for the priesthood that they wanted to just get away with him. Put him in this sea town. That's a very difficult town. He'll have a hard time there. He only converted the whole town and served 3,000 people communion every day. Every day, 3,000 people. So it it would uh, behoove us to listen to him. (laughs) So to love God, let's listen to his very beautiful words here that will help us. To love God with all your heart means not to have any attachment to anything earthly and to surrender the whole heart to the Lord God, fulfilling his will, not your own, in all things. To love God with all your soul means always to have all mind in him, to establish all your heart in him and to submit all your will to his will in every circumstance of life, both joyful and sorrow. To love God with all your strength means to love him in such a way that no opposing power nor any circumstance of life shall be able to separate you from the love of God. To love God with all your understanding means to always think of God, of his mercy, his longsuffering, his holiness, his wisdom, his might, and of his works, and to withdraw yourselves by every means from thoughts of vanity and evil. So what a beautiful way to love, to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your understanding. This is our life as Christian people. This is what we are given by God as grace, but also we strive for this. You know, before the priest uh, comes out for the um, exchange of peace, he says these words, Psalm 18, before the altar, I will love you, Lord, in my strength, You're my firm foundation, my refuge, and my deliverer. Listen to that uh, helping verb there. I will love you. So what he's saying here is that this is an act in progress. This is a work in progress. We will love God, but we're going to need to work at it. But I think it's important, and I try to maintain a little bit of this during my week, to meditate on these words. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. You're my strength, not me, not not anybody else, not the Internet, not Siri. The Lord is your strength. You're my firm foundation. You're what I lean on. You're what I lean back into. When things get a little sandy or rocky, you're 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 where I go. You're my firm foundation. My refuge. When I need some help, I need to get somewhere away from stuff. That's God for you. My refuge. And my deliverer. When you need to be delivered, God's your deliverer, beloved. He's your deliverer. So how do we attain these things? Because this is difficult to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and understanding. This is difficult. Well, God knows that. And he gives you the energy, the grace to do this. Let me read another from St. John. And he knew this because his days were very, very complicated. You can imagine having all those people communing and then asking you for help. His life was very difficult. So here's how he understood it to, to, to be able to accomplish all this. What is grace, that grace God gives to us? It's blessed power of God given to you who believes and has baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the power that cleanses, the power that hallows, the power that enlightens, that helps you to do good. The grace of God helps you to do good and withdraws you from evil and comforts you and encourages you in misfortune, in sorrows, in sickness. That's the pledge of everlasting blessing given to you by God. So You could do this. With the help of God. You can do this with the help of God. So know this. This is very powerful. We have this great uh, challenge to love God with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. But God's giving us the grace to do this. That's why we need to be close to him, in him, dwell with him. Because then these things are possible for us. So then he says to love God and keep keep his commandments. So let's look at what St. John says about keeping the commandments of God. Um, Eighty-seven. He was a very deep and pertinent encouragement to me because these words just kind of helped me solidify so many things about my spiritual life uh, that were so very encouraging to me uh, and very helpful. So to... Um, Keep his commandments. To love God means to love righteousness. With all your soul to hate wickedness, as it is written, they who love thou hast love righteousness and hate iniquity. To love God means to hate oneself. Now listen to this. That is to hate the old carnal person that that that, 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 that lives on your appetites. That's what you despise. If any man comes to me and hates not his own life, his carnal life cannot mean but my disciple. To love God means to fulfill His commandments. If a man loves me, he will keep my words, and that he loveth me, that he that loveth me not keeps not my sayings. So the Lord is saying to us, uh, this work we do is a grace given to us by God to keep that which we know is right. And I think the importance here is to know good and to know evil, beloved, is not rocket science. You know it. You know what is good and what is right. You know what is evil and what is wrong. And you know what you should not do, and you know what you should do. So God is saying, that's, that's not the issue. The issue is, how do you proceed with this? How do you journey into this? Only with the help of God can you accomplish these things. When you fall, the word repentance means to turn back. It means you've turned away from something. What have you turned away from when you fall? Very simple. You've turned away from God. And so what are you supposed to do when you repent? Turn back to God. Not just away from the sin, but to God. You need to be connected to Christ to the mother of God, to the saints, to the angels. This is our our strength. This is the gift God's given to us so we can live the Christian life, so we can do God and keep his commandments, to, to love God and keep his commandments. So succeed at these things with God's help. Be close to him. Do your prayers. Get to church. Do your confessions. Do all you need to do to keep yourself close to God. And you know those things you should be doing to do that. So do those things. Keep yourself close, and God will be your helper. So to love neighbor. Okay, this one. I like this one. Because I remember when I read this the first time, I said, oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. To love neighbor. In order to find out whether you love your neighbor in accordance with the gospel. Take note of yourself when others offend you, abuse you, mock you, or do not render you the respect due to you, or that is customary, or when your subordinates error negligent. If you remain calm on such occasions and are not filled with the spirit of enmity, hatred, impatience, if you continue to love these persons as much as previously, then you do love your neighbor in accordance with the gospel. But... <laughs> If you become irritable, angry, agitated, then you do not. <laughs> if you salute your brethren only, what do you do more than others? So this is such an important piece of our spiritual life. So I'm going I'm to share with you my confession. Okay, I already confessed this, so this is okay. You can hear this confession. So my beautiful wife and I went on this great, 15-day trip down the, the river from Amsterdam to Budapest on a boat with 190 other people. And for my wife, that's heaven. A boat ride and 190 new people I can meet? Wow! Well, for me, it's like a boat ride, yeah. 190 people? I don't know about this. So it's was like... Whoa, this is great. Where are the little quiet spots on the boat that I could find? There weren't any. So no, this is interesting. So, I was reading along the while we were going. I was reading The Way of the Pilgrim, rereading The Way of the Pilgrim. And in it, there was this point about selfishness and how he was overcoming this. And it was like the Lord said to me, well, so this trip's all about you, hey? I went, whoa, no, Lord, don't let it be that. Let me enjoy my wife and all these people. We met uh, probably, what, 12 couples that we, stay at. we stayed in contact with a couple, of, and we pray for them, and they pray for us. It's really been an interesting kind of thing. Well, it kind of opened the door. Well, this wasn't, no, it's not about me. It's about them, right, about being with them, spending time with them, So loving your neighbor. So I had to come, all my uh, uh, inefficiencies, my introspectiveness, (laughs) my desire to be alone. I had all that. That was good. I had some really good mornings all by myself. But once the day got started, boy, it was full. Um, So to love, this is beautiful. And I'll end with this because it's so pretty. Oh. Oh. If you love your neighbor, then all heaven will love you. If you are united in spirit with your fellow creatures, then you will be united with God and all the company of heaven. If you are merciful to your neighbor, then God and all the angels and saints will be merciful to you. If you pray for others, then all of heaven will intercede for you. The Lord, is, the Lord our God is holy. Be holy also. So, beloved, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. In glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen.